Welcome to Buckaroo Holiday, coming to you direct from the Schoolyard Gents, a think tank and cocktail salon in fragrant Bayshore, New York. I am Mike Sport Murphy, and I aim to present to you on a split monthly basis a kind of experiment in sound. As a longtime radio listener myself, I had the crazy idea that what if we did a radio show in which one could listen to it not only wherever, one wanted, but whenever one wanted. In other words, the idea is to create in the mind of you, the listeners, the experience of being here at the SYG, trapped, let's say, with me, and subjected to the songs I enjoy, along with the redundant and dog-eared musings they inspire. Sometimes we may be joined by guests, who may bring their own creations or their own favorite recordings, maybe to discuss some project that they're involved in. Who knows? All I can say for sure is it's going to be a lot of fun. And I may even keep up with it. That part is up to you in many ways. Make me feel welcome. Make me feel appreciated. Let me know what you think, but not in a way that pressures me. All I can say for sure is, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I may even keep up with it. Here we go.
The Takeover UK obviously appreciated the benefit of adding melodic percussion to an earnestly obnoxious rock number. I like to call that the under-my-thumb effect. It's like taking a bedazzler to that drab old denim jacket. Don't Wait Up by The Takeover UK. Those guys made that record about 10 years ago. Despite the UK tacked onto their name, they were American. From Pittsburgh, in fact. Just like Stephen Foster. Pennsylvania. I love taking road trips through the Keystone State with my family. We like to go to Civil War sites, the wonderful out-of-time amusement park Knobles, and the best place anywhere, Roadside America. I think it's in Charlottesville, Charlottesburg, something like that. It's near there anyway. It's uh, Well, you got to go there. That's all I'm going to tell you. When we take these road trips, of course, I have music mixes that I bring, and they almost always include the previous tune you heard there, Lord Love a Duck. It's the title piece from a great, bizarre movie by George Axelrod, starring Roddy McDowell and Tuesday Weld. Now, the sound quality there isn't so hot, but better get used to that on this particular show. I don't really know dick about sound engineering. Bring the heat. Mix it non-stop. 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 Ain't my specialty. Specialty. But when you get back from visiting Roadside America, I want you to track down Lord Love a Duck. And watch that, right? That's your homework. Anyhow, among the many stops on our road trips, one recurring favorite is thrift shops, which usually wind up disappointing you, but they always beckon with the promise of discovery and that wonderful smell that they all share. So now I'm holding in my hand right now um, one recent thrift shop find. It turned up in a collection of books about writing. So you had your Rogers, your Strunk and White, your 1996 Writer's Market, piles of these things. I got the feeling that someone had decided to become a writer and bought all these guides and how-tos and then dropped the whole idea and donated them. Kind of poignant, I thought, and I can empathize. We, we all need dreams. They often don't come true. But this one seemed a little different from the others. It's the kind of thing I always look for when I'm in these places. Kind of eccentric, kind of a vanity item, no price or date or publisher. The cover graphics, they have this stark artless feel, kind of like AA literature, with these stock mid-century fonts and a layout that's all rectangles, orange and gray. It's entitled, The Glossaries for Anyone Who Writes. So you know, hmm, well, that's me. Subtitled, A New System in Word Finding. And the author was one J.I. Rodale. Having, having examined this book several times, I'm at a loss to understand, much less explain what the hell it's supposed to do or how. As far as I can tell, it takes the idea of a thesaurus a few steps further. So instead of merely supplying synonyms, it uh, additionally, furthermore, as well, and to boot, suggests verbs, adverbs, miscellaneous, and even entire phrases on a selected topic. Now, author J.I. Rodale has provided sample paragraphs in order to illustrate his method. Now, I may have no idea how to use the method, but there's no arguing with the results. Such as... Okay, let's try uh, beauty. Okay, the topic beauty. A face wrought of earth's rarest porcelain and the art of heaven. It was as deeply imbued with classicism as that of a Botticelli Madonna. Over its sculptured features, highlights ran from the flowingly modulated forehead and crescent eyes that reflected a soft golden luster to the beautiful line forming the delicate arch of the nose. Graceful lips curved dreamily in the perfection of an opulent mouth, and the high cheeks were bathed in the soft fragrance of camellia petals. The whole miracle was framed by a coruscating halo of ambrosial hair. There you go. Now, maybe should the mood strike me, I'll read some other examples of Rodale's unique literary offerings from the glossaries. Now, as a side note, I looked into the guy and discovered that Jerome Irving Rodale was the founder of Prevention Magazine 
and he was also the author of several plays, including one called The Hairy Falsetto. Uh, I couldn't find anything out about that. He was also an avid anti-vaxxer, an early adopter of that uh, theory. According to the Oxford Encyclopedia of Food and Drink in America, Rodale was widely regarded as, and I quote here, a quack, crank, a gadfly, and a manure pile worshipper, unquote. But his true claim to immortality occurred on June 8, 1971, when, after boasting about his health in the Dick Cavett show, he dropped dead on stage. Yep, that was him. Now, you're wondering, will this show regularly have this much yapping? Maybe, I don't know. Um, will it be? Will it just be a lot of songs, you know, like old-time radio? I don't know, you know, it's, it's awkward. It's, the show is cultish, I'd like to say, you know. I, I promise you that one day you're going to look back on this and you're going to think, my, how far he's come with this thing. It's kind of like when you catch a rerun of some familiar sitcom and the father character is ten times more of an asshole than you recalled. The living room decor is all wrong. The bratty neighbor kid is played by a different actor, you know, all that. But uh, meanwhile, whoops, there's my cue to get back to the music.
Once I got a splinter in the joint of my little toes And a garter snake bit my knee By the bend of the little St. Joe Honey, that's Missouri Land of the dust and the toad Wonderful town Chicken Road Once I had a scorpion On the lobe of my good right ear And a great, great grandma who could hear what she wanted to hear. Honey, that's Missouri, land where the sky overflows. Wonderful time. sung by a ghost and performed by Lucy Ann Polk for an album called Fielding's Formula. Jerry Fielding who got around, he did a lot of soundtracks for television, motion pictures a lot of arranging, a lot of band leading, got in a lot of trouble with the House Un-American Activities Committee too. Um, The song was written by a guy named Joe Green that's definitely the most interesting track on that album but kind of spooky And prior to that, in that little morbid mini-set, was a song called Deborah by the band Help Yourself, who were a kind of a hippie act in the early 70s. They're connected to a number of other bands you might have heard of. Ducks Deluxe, the pub rock band Tyler Gang, who were on Stiff Records, Deke Leonard's group Man. But, you know, I'm not Pete Frame, so I'm not going to get into all that. But uh, that was an atypical number for them. Very pretty little song. Most of their stuff was really groovy and really boring. Oh, sounds like the request line. The request line coming through. You're on the, you're on the air. What's your question? What do we have here? Got a listener named T-Fab who says, Man, these songs are a bring down. Can you give me something upbeat? Yeah, I think I can. I think I can do that for you. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be expecting me to play either Bachman-Turner Overdrive or the Guess Who, but I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to hit you with some Brave Belt. 
Yeah, well, I figured as long as we were going all the way up to Canada to check out Randy Bachman and Brave Belt, we'd stick around and check out Voivod there with The Prow, one of my son's favorite hard rock songs from their underrated album Angel Rat, Voivod. J.I. Rodell from the Glossaries on the topic Fear. Fear tensed her white and drawn face, voicing the otherwise mute panic she felt as her eyes widened in apprehension. Her dry mouth twitched in expectancy. Her mind blocked with a nameless foreboding. All the firm musculature of her features degenerated and fled into a misshapen shudder. Finding a voice that circled the room like a phantom bird, she shrilled an inarticulate wail. I have to tell you just how I feel. I will share you with another boy. play a number called I've Come of Age by a singer named Billy Storm. First time I encountered this song and this artist was on an old Ed Sullivan show. It was from 1959. It's a soulful, big orchestra number. You know, you think maybe like Little Anthony, that kind of a thing. I really liked it. Then I was surprised that he wasn't more well-known. At least... Oops, there's my dog. Trying to do a thing here. Trying to record something here. Pumpkin, pumpkin. I'm trying to tell them about Billy Storm here. Billy Storm, you know. I've come of age. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, you done now? You done? Good, good girl. Good girl. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> so, turns out I Come of Age was his only hit um, on the charts anyway, but he was busy for a long time. He did everything from Disney voices to the doo-wop he recorded before I Come of Age out in Los Angeles. The interesting thing was that he performed with a group of guys out there and they worked under a lot of different names. The Sabres, the Valiants... Um, there they are. Yeah, and um, 
after Billy had his little solo turn, he returned to the same musicians that he had worked with. And they recorded some soul music with people like Phil Spector, with Lou Adler, kind of material that you might call northern soul these days, or, or um, beach music, if you're from this. From but what struck me as most interesting was that, well, again, with the same group of guys that he had started out with in like 1955, he formed a group called Africa. Turns out I was a fan of their album, which is called Music from Lil Brown, which is a kind of a parody of music from Big Pink. And most of the album consists of soulful covers of rock songs, but uh, there were a couple of originals on it. And uh, the song Here I Stand has been a longtime favorite of mine. kind of blew my mind that uh, this guy was the same guy that uh, sang I come, I've Come of Age. So here they are, sort of two ends of this guy's career. And I was kind of moved by the fact that all through his career, from the early doo-wop days, through this album by Africa and beyond, he worked with the same group of guys that he had started out with, his neighborhood buddies. I find that kind of touching. Anyway, a very talented guy, Billy Storm. Here's two chunks of his work. I've Come of Age, arranged by Mitch Miller, and Here I Stand with the group Africa. Hey 
J.I. Rodale from the glossaries on the topic sadness. Brooding shadows darkened on her face as she lowered her heavy head. Her eyes clouded. From the inmost corner of one, a tear welled symptomatically, then furrowed dismally to her cheek. The desolation in her heart framed her lips into a murmurous sob. Then they compressed and faltered into silence while her mouth wilted wearily. Her hands folded in barren helplessness against a troubled breast. premiere edition of Buckaroo Holiday. Buckaroo Holiday. It's not just an Aaron Copeland piece. It's not just a reference to my favorite cocktail. It's a state of mind. Maybe being born in Texas gave me a hankering for that lonesome cowboy sound. That plaintive campfire feel and I have a couple of songs now that each have a bit of that in them now one makes perfect sense because it's Marty Robbins so that kind of follows the other two may be a little more unexpected one is by Sid Barrett's replacement in Pink Floyd David Gilmore and the third is a song that I learned from my daughter Lily and her best friend my acquired daughter Adriana it's by a group called Steam Powered Giraffe, so it's probably uncool. I shouldn't like, but I can't help it. I think it's great. Marty Robbins with Man Walks Among Us. David Gilmore with Smile. Steam Powered Giraffe with Honeybee. I stop to survey all the beauty that's here When a shadow moves out across the ground It's an eagle that circles above me And he screams to his friends on the hill Stay close together Not a feather Man walks among us 
be still, be still. Man walks among us, be still. Everything hides, but I see them. I've spotted an old mother quail. I look close and see, looking right back at me, the eyes of a young cottontail. I see a coyote sneaking as he crawls through the brush on the hill. And the eagle screams down, stay close to the ground. Man walks among us, be still, be still. Man walks among us, be still. Twenty feet high in the side of a cactus, I see a hole where the butcher bird stays. If mortals could choose, and if heaven should ask us, here's where I'd want to spend all of my days. Soon we'll be gone on the desert. Cities will cover each hill. Today will just be a fond memory. Man walks among us, be still, be still. Man walks among us, be still.
still haunt me to this day. But you did, yes, you did. You didn't have to say my name, ignite my circuits, a star of flame. But you did, oh, the turpentine erased me whole. To live my life alone I was waiting for you all my life Oh, oh, I Set me free My J.I. Rodale from the Glossaries on the topic Abstract. Her eyes, remote and vague, were fixedly bent on a space that must have been opaque with memories. Blankly visionary eyes, they were curiously lost in contemplation. 
Like wandering planets, they seemed to be measuring a misty infinity, trying to crystallize diffuse thoughts into a phantasmagoria of familiar, though successive, scenes. The fuck? Remember the king of wishful thinking? I bet you do. From the movie Pretty Woman, big early 90s hit for the duo Go West. But it took YouTube comments to clue me into some oddities in the lyric. YouTuber Travis Mitchell points out that singer Peter Cox... (laughs) Peter Cox... Anyway, he sings the unusual lyric, I'll pretend my shit's not stinking. Listen. That was something. What do you think? And it's time for letters. Naturally, we don't get any letters. But I wanted a segment in which I read letters. So I'll use this issue of Hit Parader magazine from September 1967. Mark Renauer and Brian Carwin of Garden City, Michigan write, Dear Editor, In your May issue on page 12, that is, if you know how to count, Mickey looks like he's picking his ear. On the back page, they have old men and women saying how they learned to play cheap, warped instruments. (laughs) Banana of the Youngbloods picture has in the background the Hit Parader building. On your front page, Donovan's wearing a Hit Parader instead of the measles button. I'd rather the measles. Frank Zappa looks like Granny having one of her better days. All she needs. I wouldn't pay 35 cents for your whole building. You'd have to pay me 35 cents. Your book is like watching Bambi and Winnie the Pooh, which are your idols. All you put down is lies, and I'll advise all my friends of this, that is if they have ever heard of the junkie magazine called, well, excuse me, but I mustn't say it. Reading Popeye is more exciting than reading this trash magazine. I advise for education you should read Beetle Bailey. I burned this gruesome magazine after I read it because it is first-class garbage. My garbage man throws it off the truck. I dare you to print this, even though you can't read it. Brand of quality. The tenderest meat in town. Whichever your choice, bologna, spiced ham, pre-cooked, smoked pork sausages, you can be sure of enjoying tender, juicy, lean cuts of fresh beef and pork prepared so in a... Sausage cut one. At the risk of being over-obvious, that was an advertisement for meat. But Buckaroo Holiday is, of course, a non-profit show, and you can expect another equally profitless one in about two weeks. Why not sooner? Well, if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's that I'm pretty good at overstaying my welcome. We'll try and avoid that this time. As my dad used to say, hunger is great sauce. I'm hoping you'll work up an appetite for more of this fun as the days to come bombard you with the inanities and insanities, the inhumanities and sheer banalities of life on this hell we call Earth. And speaking of brevity being the soul of wit and other old saws, clock on the wall tells me we've been at this over an hour now, and that seems like plenty. In future episodes, I can see going longer if the circumstances warrant, and I can see doing a shorter show if that will suffice. Man, we're free here. We're not going to kowtow to calcify late capitalist norms. Not here, 
not on my watch. And speaking of fish and visitors stinking after three days and other old socket wrenches, my watch says we're continuing to run on and on. Feel free to let me know what you liked about this show and what you really, really liked about it. My name is Sport Murphy, and I can be reached through the Facebook Messenger or via electronic mail at mcvouty at optonline.net. That's mcvouty at optonline.net. So that's it for our maiden voyage. I'm going to end today's show with a favorite song of mine from Jan and Dean, written by P.F. Sloan. I found a girl. Take care.